Hey guys, it's Eddie. I'm coming to you live from the temporary Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And you're about to hear Mandy screech, uh, damn it, Taylor Swift. Um, and it's, it's just not going to be pretty, so prepare yourself. Um, but Mandy's main rival performed at Stonewall Inn here in Manhattan for the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. Um, now, as of late, Taylor has been very active um, politically and for the LGBTQ community. Um, she donated more than $100,000 um, to Tennessee's um, LGBTQ charities in order to make sure that uh, um, the youth who are kicked out for being gay or whatever had a place to stay, which I thought was a really cool thing for her to do. Her fans are also starting to speculate that she's on the verge of coming out. Which, you know, I'm not even going to fight that because it's very possible. Uh, you know, NT Lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights has this whole storyline where her and Carly Kloss um, are secret lovers. Or not so secret lovers, depending on which, depending on which um, story you believe. Um, the, the marriage to the Kushner was a bid to make Taylor jealous and, um, kind of stick it to her in order to, um, to, to kind of just stick it to her because she was upset that Taylor broke up with her for a minute. Again, you know, you can believe what you want with that, um, but Taylor really did perform at the Stonewall Inn. And Stonewall has been having a lot of surprise performers lately. Um, things kicked off when Madonna did a special performance on New Year's Eve. Um, and here's a little quick little story about that. I was so, so, so upset because I had said to my friends, let's go to Stonewall. Um, because going to Stonewall had been my tradition. Um both with friends and by myself for New Year's. Um, and one time, well, two times actually, um, my friend showed up, stayed for just a few minutes, and then left. <laughs> um, and, of course, I stayed and got schnockered. Because, why wouldn't I? Um, that being said, um, Taylor showing up was a surprise because up until recently... She's not been very politically active. Um, and while she's shown support verbally, she hasn't really shown much support in any other way. Um, and then this new era that she's kicking off seems to suggest that she's going to be more active, um, fighting for what she believes in. So there's that. Um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson actually hosted the event where Taylor Swift performed, and here's what he had to say on Insta. Um, I'm so happy I don't have to keep this secret any longer. Look who came to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Stonewall at the Stonewall Inn at Taylor Swift 13. 
You are a gem. Thank you for everything you do for the LGBTQ community. Um, one of the people going, or one of the people that was there, rather, said, Taylor performing at Stonewall and tonight is just really making me cry, smile, dance, all at the same time. Damn, she gets me every time. Uh, a Twitter user called Zanab Amir said, Taylor Swift here, I'm crying at Stonewall. Um, and apparently she performed Shake It Off and uh, Me, which is weird because I don't think Brandon Yuri was there. Um, or if he was, he did not get any acknowledgement. Now, that doesn't mean anything. He could have been there or she could have um, performed the song without him. You know, it's it's not that difficult. Um, the gays in the audience would have been more than happy to fill in for him. Um, but this is Pride Month, so thank you for all this to all the celebrities who um who originally put their career on the line to defend us, and thank you to those who continue to support us um, and make surprise appearances at um, Stonewall. And I'm going to go, and I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So the Bella Thorne Mod Sun feud is really getting, well, I don't want to say interesting, or even fun, but but it's a thing. Um, so... You already know, um, they broke up allegedly... At Coachella, and allegedly because she was cheating in a very public way. Um, that's according, of course, to Maud's son, who um, tried to put his ex-girlfriend on blast. And um, Bella has countered saying that, you know, you're nothing but a scrub, basically, you... I. You're using me to continue to get your name out in the press, and I'm just not okay with it. And um, and then she started to flaunt her new relationship, which started after, just shortly after her breakup with Maude. But he does not seem very pleased by this. And no one, I mean... First of all, why would, why would he be? Um, you know, it has to suck that the person you dated for more than a year moved on, like, five days after uh, you break up. But then it's not exactly as if he's been a good guy throughout this whole thing. He has, um, on more than one occasion insinuated that he was going to sell Bella's things. And of course, um, part of that um, ties into her assessment that he's trying to wreck her career. Because allegedly she has um, dirty pictures and video on her computer that if it fell into the wrong hands would be released and just devastate 
um, what momentum she has going. Well, now she's also claiming that he's holding it and wrecking her career um, by not giving her her passport or her computer. So, in the newest allegations, she says, I just recently missed this big work opportunity I had because of this passport situation. I need my script writing computer back. I'm finishing my series. It's a, it's a, fa- it's a final draft. So, it's, it's interesting to me that she's trying to now claim that he's wrecking her career by withholding her information. And, you know, I'm honestly trying to figure out how that's working because... You know, if I knew I was breaking up with someone, I would make sure I had the pertinent stuff. I would make sure I had my passport. I would make sure I had my computer. I don't understand why she didn't take these steps. But then again, maybe I'm not supposed to understand that. It certainly doesn't seem like I am. Um... And I don't understand why he's even keeping this stuff. You know, is he trying to blackmail her? Is he trying to get her back? Because at some point, if he's trying to get her back, he has to accept the fact that if she cheated on him like he he has said, then she's going to cheat on him again. Cheaters don't change. And I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for that. Leave, leave the flack on Anchor Voice Messages. I will play them and I will respond to each one, I promise. Um, But seriously, teachers don't change. They cheat once, they're going to cheat again, especially if they realize that there's not going to be any consequence. Uh, And if he's blackmailing her, it's going to blow up in his face in a huge, huge, huge way. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember who did this, but there was a porn star who was blackmailing his ex-lover. And it, it, it landed him in jail. And I can see the same thing happening to Mahad's son. Because nobody is above the law. And if they catch you blackmailing somebody, you're going up the river. And I'm going to take a break and come right back. And I'm back. So, over the weekend, it's come to our attention that Chris Martin and Dakota Johnson have broken up. Um, And that's kind of like saying that vanilla doesn't belong on vanilla. We we all know that. (laughs) We were all just patiently letting them bore themselves out of the relationship. (laughs) Um, But seriously, though, um, first and foremost, I'm going to say this off the bat. There's going to be a ton of blind items and or a ton of blind item reveals um, about this breakup. 
because it was such an odd situation to begin with. So Chris Martin had been married to Gwyneth Paltrow, as we all know. They consciously uncoupled after her affair with Brad Felchuk um, came out. Rumor has it that Chris Martin, who is the um, frontman for Coldplay, um, was also having an affair. Um, and the un- unsubstantiated reports say that he was having an affair with a man. There's nothing to prove that. It's just speculation at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if that were true. But we don't have anything to base that on. Um, and then he did. Chris Martin, of course, dated um, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, and they got to the point where they actually bought um, condos right next to one another. And that romance did not last. And soon he was dating Dakota Johnson. And they've been together for like two years, I think. And that's always been kind of a um, interesting, I, interesting um, combination. Like I said, they're they're both so dull. Um, you know, and Dakota's career went south after accepting the role of um, Anna in Fifty Shades of Grey. Not that she had much of a career to begin with. <laughs> but, you know, that movie was supposed to open the doors for her and um, Jamie Doran. And it really hasn't. Not At least not to the extent that they thought it was going to. You know, everyone thought, oh, this is the take to start on whatever. And rumor has it that Chris Martin was not pleased with um, her taking on the role. In fact, he thought it was um, unacceptable. But they got they worked through it and decided that they wanted to be together. So the breakup is coming as a shock to people around them. Here's what one source said. If I can get this to work properly. Okay, here we go. There was talk of engagement, but now he says they have gone their separate ways, which has come to a real which has come as a real surprise to everyone. Um there was talk about engagement, but if I um remember the blind gossip story properly the talk of the engagement was actually coming from her side and they were trying to um force his hand now a lot of people might be saying well why would she do that the genuine hope was um by forcing his hand she would at least get an engagement and could milk that for publicity which would then land her a role But he kept hedging, and uh, even though she spent a lot of time with Gwyneth Paltrow, um, Gwyneth really didn't seem to care for her very much. And 
for whatever reason, and there, there's going to be a lot of debate about this, but for whatever reason, Gwyneth actually seems to have a lot of sway over Chris Martin and what he does with his love life. It's kind of sick. It's, you know, it, it's not something that I think is natural, but here we are. Um, of course, this is a breaking story. I'm going to be following up as much as possible. And I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. And as you can tell, this is going to be a super long episode today. I'm trying to get you guys all the gossip over the, from over the weekend. So, yay. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've been talking a lot about Constance Wu. Um, we even did a deep dive into what she's like. Apparently, she's one of the most hated people on the set of Fresh Off the Boat. Which isn't a, a, a huge surprise, given the way she had a meltdown on Twitter, because um, her hit sitcom was renewed for a sixth season. Well, her co-star, Randall Parker, or I'm sorry, Randall Park, is opening up. Um, he's doing press for his new Netflix movie, Always Be My Baby always be my maybe. Well, I can't speak. (laughs) So, first of all, let me just say, here in New York, those stupid fucking commercials play every 30 seconds. It it made me miss just watching regular Netflix because, oi, um, yeah. You know, what had to happen was I got... Um, I, I got the internet, and they were like, oh, just download our app, and you can watch TV on there. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, I could need to catch up on a few things. And so I was watching Futurama, and literally every 30 seconds was uh, always be my maybe. And I was just like, why? Why are you haunting me? Um, anyways. Um. So... He sat down with Variety to do a, um, he sat down with Variety to do an interview for the movie, and of course, he was asked about, um, Constance's meltdown, and he, he says, hey, we all thought that this was the end, we all thought that, um, the season five finale was going to be um, the series finale. We didn't think we were coming back for a sixth season. So I get it. I get where she's coming from. I had um, work lined up. But I'm also grateful that the show is going on. Here is his exact quote. He said, I thought the last season would be our last one because literally the season finale was a book into the pilot. So I think everyone kind of thought that. And we weren't sure if we were going to keep going. Who certainly thought that. She was in for a surprise. And we all were. But it's great. There's a lot more stories to tell. I was prepared for it not to get picked up. And I was excited by these other things I could do. But if it did get picked up, it's like, that's all I ever wanted. All I ever wanted was a job and a, and a regular job to work with great people. And so, you know, that's the appropriate way to handle something like this. Um, 
you know, I, I think there's a right way and there's a wrong way to do things. The right way um, is exactly what Randall did. This is what we thought. This is what actually happened. And it's great. You can be disappointed not working the other jobs or getting the, a chance to spread your wings or whatever. And that's okay. Um, you know, there's always going to be something else that you want to do. There's always going to be another project um, that you wish you could do. And it's okay to allow yourself to mourn that you're not going to actually get a chance to do that. However, having a meltdown on Twitter and telling fans that the renewal is not good news is probably the wrong way to go about things. You know, there's there's certainly um, more constructive ways to to handle it. And, you know, not place yours and everyone else's job at risk. Now, the upcoming sixth season probably will be the final season of Fresh Off the Boat. And I'm wondering how everyone's going to handle that. Because after this renewal, I don't think Constance can go back and pretend to be sad that the show is ending. Because it's clear to us that she's not actually sad about that. You know what I'm not sad about? Taking a break. I'm going to go and I'm going to come right back. And I'm back. And yes, we are doing two different segments on Bella Thorne. Because over the weekend, two major events happened concerning the former Disney princess. Um, it, 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 even though that sounded sarcastic, it really wasn't. Or at least it wasn't meant to be sarcastic. Um, as you guys are well aware, a couple, a couple years ago, there was a major celebrity... Hacking, or shall I say, an alleged celebrity hacking where um, naked pictures were stolen of mostly female celebrities and then posted online so um, that straight guys could drip off and whatnot. If I'm not mistaken, the only one of the only males affected by this uh, was Nick Hogan, um, Hulk Hogan's son, and Justin Long was seen getting a blowjob from um, Amanda Seyfried. But other than that, I don't think there were really any male victims of the happening, as it was so delicately called. Well, fast forward a little bit, and we are dealing with what appears to be another cycle of this. Now, of course, I have to go through the whole spiel of this is alleged, and I actually have a theory which I'm going to share with you um, after we talk about what happened to Bella Thorne. So, over um, over the weekend... Um, Bella Thorne's Twitter was hacked. Um, 
the gender was changed from female to male. And a bunch of racist bullshit was posted. And allegedly, whoever was responsible for this threatened to release naked pictures of Bella. And she said, nope, not happening. No way, no how. So, she um, actually posted the pictures and then followed that up by posting the messages from whomever is behind this. And and she said on Twitter, feels so weird someone I don't know looking at my personal shit. And um the person whoever is behind it messaged her again saying we have more videos and whatnot. And so then she went on to tell her Twitter um followers For the last 24 hours, I have been threatened with my own nudes. I feel gross. I feel watched. I feel someone has taken something from me that I only wanted one special person to see. For too long, I let a man take advantage of me over and over, and I'm fucking sick of it. I'm putting this out because it's my decision. Now you don't get to take yet another thing from me. I can sleep tonight better knowing that I took my power back. You can't control my life. You never will. In other words, here's my boobies. So here, fuck you. In the last 24 hours, I have been crying instead of celebrating my book while doing my book press. Oh yeah, the FBI will be at your house shortly, so watch your mother fucking back. First of all, good on her for holding on to her power. It sucks that someone tried to steal it from her. It sucks that someone tried to manipulate her in in, in this way. But it's amazing that she was able to do what she did. Um, and the last part of this message, I think, really um, backs up what I've been saying. Her feud with Maud's son um, has been gradually growing over some time now. And there was, we've been talking about this, um, there was the blind gossip item that said uh, basically she was trying to get her stuff because there were nudes and videos and whatnot that she didn't want someone else to release. And it sounds like that, that that's playing right into this. And, um, you know, there was... I kept saying there's a reason why Mod's holding on to this. There's a reason why he won't let this go. And I think we're finally um, getting into the reason why. And that's... He either wanted to... He either wanted her back or he wanted to destroy her. And it seems as though... He was trying to go the destroy route, um, but to no avail, thankfully. Um, But we're going to stay on top of this story. Um, Possibly we're going to do a deep dive if 
if there's more information that comes out um, before Saturday. And right now, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come right back. And I'm back. So, one of the things that uh, as a writer I, I always worry about is losing inspiration. Now, when I'm writing articles, obviously, there's a plethora of things out there. Um, I get assignments. Recently, I, um, I've started writing in the finance industry. Um, I, I've been writing in the medical field. So, and then, of course, you know, my, um, my true crime and um, sex articles are always... They're always there and they're always good. You know, I'm never going to worry about those, to be honest. But with fiction, I do sometimes start to worry because I'm like, what if I don't have any more ideas? Or, you know, what if the well were in stride? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so I was... I was stressing myself out over this, um, and I don't know why, really. Honestly, I don't know why. <laughs> but, so, I, you know, I was stressing myself out, and I was like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, what, what is so horrible that my muse would stop talking to me? And even if it did stop talking to me, would it really be the end of my career? Because I have so many books... Um, I have so many books that are completed, so many books, ideas that I've written down, um, in various places, um, on my phone, on my computer, in notebooks, that it would honestly probably take me five or six years, um, to even get first drafts done for every single one of them. And... By that point, I'm assuming I would be writing so much um, that my muse would be back and generating more and more ideas. But still, you know, the, the, the concern is real. There's, there's a very large part of me that does want to think about it and take it into consideration. You know, it's not... It's not always um, one-sided, you know, it's not, I shouldn't say one-sided, it's not always, oh, there's definitely something else um, to write or whatever. Sometimes there's really just, oh boy, you know, my career is over, I'm, I'm done. But as I was looking and thinking and... I realized, first of all, that every writer goes through this, and maybe it's silly, maybe it's not, I don't know, but I'm 100% sure that every single writer has gone through this and has come out on the other side, and uh, I was at the, well, I was looking at the bookstore um, with Will, and it dawned on me. Even if 
for whatever weird twisted reason, I do stop having ideas. I can always fall on a trope that has been very beneficial for a lot of writers over the years, um, including but not limited to Dick Wolf. So what am I talking about? Ripped from the headline stories. Law and Order SVU, well, really the entire Law and Order franchise, is built on this concept that there's always going to be a new headline. There's always going to be another special victim. There's always going to be some case that is so intriguing that the pub that the public wants to see it uh, to see it play out, even if it's in a fictional way. And you know we've talked about the difference between inspired by or based on, and it just really like things just started clicking. You know, it's especially since my true crime work is really, really well read. There's nothing holding me back from launching a, a crime series. Um, in fact, one of the characters in Crazy Rich Homos may get their own spinoff. Um, it, it's not going to be like hardcore crime or anything. Um, but it's going to be a cozy mystery series. Um, with a little bit more of an edge than I think what most what most series see um, at least most cozy mysteries um, and the concept right now behind this series is um, this character is very wealthy and, you know, runs in certain circles and suddenly finds that she has a lot of time on her hands. And so, um, basically starts to, um, look around and gets kind of inspired to... Um, gets kind of inspired to, um, start going through some of these cold cases and solving them. Um, and, I mean, honestly, this is just, I haven't done a concept test yet or anything like that, but it is something that I'm thinking about because I love the character. I, I definitely don't want... Um, the character to go away. Um, but then I would, you know, and then that's when it kind of dawned on me, like, I could have that series going, I could pull a lot of rip from the headline stories from that. Um, and I can launch another, you know, detective series with rip from the headlines. Um, at one point... I had a rip from the headlines romance I wanted to write. 
actually two Ripped from the Headline romances that I wanted to write. Um, one of them I actually did. I just got to find the file, which I'm sure is somewhere on my hard drive. <laughs> but, you know, I think that there's so much that can be done with just ripped from the headlines that writers sometimes need to take a step back away from themselves and say, God's got this. I don't need to worry about it. And y'all don't need to worry because I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So, we have come to the final segment. I'm sure some of you are like, finally. Boy, can go on and on and on. Um, but here's the truth. I wanted to um, get all the gossip from the weekend and compile it into one episode instead of having to do two or three episodes, you know, because it just gets exhausting. Um, so let me know what you think about this. Um, text, or not text, you all don't have my number, and I'm not about to give that out. <laughs> Message me on uh, Facebook, um, Instagram, at Author Ed Anderson. Um, over on Twitter, I'm at Author Ed A. Leave me a voice message on Anchor. Or if you do happen to have my number, Mandy, <laughs> text me. <laughs> um, so, we've been talking about Brittany a lot lately. Um... Because of all of her issues and somehow Sam Lefty figures into Brittany, um, Brittany's, for lack of a better way of saying this, mental health issues. And, you know, isn't it amazing that for the 12 years he was gone, she was more or less fine, maybe not great, um... But she was in a much better place emotionally and mentally. And the minute he starts creeping back around, she starts having issues again. There's something to that. And I know that everyone is going to agree with me. And some are going to say, oh, you know, her mental issues are her own and whatever. I'm not saying they're not. What I'm saying is... It's really, really interesting to me that whenever he's around, that's when the mental issues pop up. I personally, I think he he torments or tortures her in some way. Um, but again, I know that not everyone is going to agree with me. And in fact, some will probably tell me I'm dead wrong for even trying to imply it. And you know what? I welcome it. Tell me I'm wrong. Please tell me that you think there's something else going on here. Um, what we what we know um, about the case so far is Brittany herself filed a motion. It's the first motion that she's filed on her own since the conservatorship started in 2008. Um... A lot of people were speculating that she wanted to end the conservatorship. And that does seem very likely, actually. 
um, a lot of, a lot of, um, people have pointed out that she is going through the, the test to see if she's mentally capable of running her life herself, um, mostly thanks to that motion. However, it seems as though there is a, another part that's being forgotten, and that is that is um, that somebody filed a motion for Sam Lefty to or to for a restraining order against Sam Lefty. Now, last month, they there was a temporary restraining order granted to Team Brittany, um, where he wasn't allowed, um, near her, he wasn't allowed to, um, talk about or to Brittany or anyone on her team, and a judge recently took that and made it more permanent. Um, the restraining order is good for five years. Um, he's not allowed within 200 yards of Brittany. And um, he's not allowed to make disparaging remarks or release anything involving Brittany or her team. Word is, he offered Lynn Spears, Brittany's mom... $1,000 to disrupt the conservatorship um, and get Jamie to step down and and run the conservatorship herself. In exchange for that, he wanted to be rehired as Brittany's manager. Now, for those of you who listen regularly, you know... Larry Randolph is very much in trouble right now for running his mouth um, and saying that Brittany may never work again. And essentially what Team Brittany has said about that is it's not his place to know her mental health. It's not his place to talk about her mental health. It's not his place to talk about Brittany's work schedule. It's literally his job to make Brittany's work schedule and help smooth out any deals that are made. So, in all likelihood, Larry Randolph is probably going to be fired. Um, Blind Gossip actually had an item suggesting as much. But... I don't think that's going to quite turn out like Sam Lefty is hoping. First of all, no one on Team Brittany likes him. Let me rephrase that. No one in the world likes him. Let alone likes him enough to entrust um, any kind of care for Brittany in, in him. Secondly, he's just not very good. For all of... Larry Randolph's faults. He's actually a very good manager. Um, he helped Brittany launch her perfume lines, which make a ton of money. 
every year. Um, he helped get her into the lingerie business, which is supposed to be very profitable for her. And, of course, he's helped with her record deals and whatnot. And in the Las Vegas residency, um, the I think the one big fault he had with uh, with the Las Vegas residency was he tried to push her into another one too soon. They were literally going from piece of me to domination. And I don't think there was enough of a demand for it because there was the last new music she brought out um, which was the album Glory was brought out while she um while she was working with um sorry I'm losing track of my brain here while she was doing her Vegas residency piece of me. So there was not a lot of incentive for people to shell out major bucks to go. Now, um, a couple of sites have tried to insinuate that the whole reason for her mental collapse was because of the ticket sales. Um, But what we're hearing is... The venue was actually quite pleased with um, the pre-sales, and they were quite disappointed when she um, put it on hiatus. But they're not fighting it because it was a family situation, and um, her her health does come first. But they are definitely hoping to get domination back on track and um, ready to go. I think they're also kind of hoping for some new music to change up the set a little bit. And I'm hoping you'll forgive me for ending this episode here. But I'm going to go. Thank you all so much for listening as always. And until next time, cheers.